Reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes, the flags go up. Churning and burning, they yearn for the cup. They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank. Fuel burning fast on an empty tank. Reckless and wild, they pour through the turns. Their prowess is potent and secretly stern. As they speed through the Hello. flags go down. My name is Tom Chick. You are listening to the quarter to three video gaming podcast. This is our sort of our inaugural edition. The one we had last week was a cheat because it was with a buddy of mine. Uh, today we have someone who is an internet friend of mine. Uh, I've never met him in person, but I would like to introduce Eric Mikeit. I did that right, right, Eric? Right. Correct. Uh, yes, you got it right. And Congratulations. Now, thank you. Thank you. What Under what name do you post on the forum? Um, that exact same name, actually. Which I would like to applaud. I always think it's kind of cool. It's a little risky, but I, I always really appreciate it when uh, people use their real names. So, uh, tip of the hat to you. I, I don't know if you'll recall, but I originally was Dr. Jones on the forums, and uh, I had you change it because you probably don't remember that, though. Well, you know what? A, a lot of people do that. Like, a lot of people will start with some clever little name, and they'll send me an email saying, or a PM saying, hey, change to my real name. Uh, so you're not alone, and and I now know I see you on Xbox Live, and I just now realize, oh, that's who you are, because uh, then Xbox Live gamer tags aren't always the same as what people use on the on the forum. Uh, right. So I'd like to uh, you have a specific game you want to talk about, and before we get to that, uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, Eric Mikeit, if you don't mind. Uh, tell me what part of the country you are in. Um, I'm sort of uh, west of Cleveland a little way, so I, I pretty much a suburb of Cleveland, I suppose, Ohio, of course. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. So you have um, that, that Midwestern affability, is that a... a <laughs> See, I, I like to think of myself as being a little too far east to be in the Midwest, but I don't think it's really true. Um, I, I don't know, It's I, like I in, in Arkansas, some people pretended we weren't southern because we had, like... Uh, but like Mississippi underneath us to keep us from being super south. We're, we're still southern, uh, and you're still Midwestern. Don't try to get out of it. Right, uh, well, I'm so, trying anyway. Now, I'm curious about your name. Uh, it is Mike. It. I've never had to say it out loud. Uh, what derivation is that? I'm not exactly sure. Um, I know that I am uh, Hungarian, Czechoslovakian. There's some Russian in there. Mm-hmm. Um, just a mix of sort of European stuff. So, um, I, you know... Now that you know, I'm, I grew up. My grandmother had a bunch of uh, weird uh, words from another language that she would use for things that I don't know where those came from. So I'm thinking my last name came from the same place somewhere over there, but okay. I, I don't, I'm not sure honestly. <laughs> That's actually okay. Now tell me, when you grew up, what, how did kids? And I can sympathize with this. My last name being Chick. How did kids make fun of Mike? It. What did you hear growing up? Um. Well. <laughs> I can think of a few, but none that I would want to say here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, really, I, one of the one of the funniest things about my last name is just that if someone calls here, or if I meet someone in person, or, or basically a stranger, someone I don't know, and if they know how to pronounce my name correctly, I know that they know someone in my family. You know, if someone calls here and asks for Mister Magicut, I know that you're probably <laughs> a telemarketer. Um, so <laughs> that's. That's just how it works, but you know, at least your name is nice and easily pronounceable, and you can spell it. But mine, mine's a mess. I don't know. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, I, I love when people ask me how to spell my name because there's, I mean, you know, chick. What are you gonna do with that? <laughs> uh, well, 
back in the day, I used to get you confused with Jack Chick, and then I realized, wait a minute, they're not the same guy, actually. And but, I actually enjoy that. I, I like that confusion. That, that guy is so extreme and, and infamous. I, I'm happy to sort of cause that cognitive dissonance with people. Yeah. I, I was uh, like, what's he doing in computer gaming world? I don't know. <laughs> now, tell me also, now, how do I know you? Because I... Did you contact me with stuff about the Lemons race, or... I, I seem to remember... We did the first one um, in 2008, and I, you just, I, I think I just happened to post about it on quarter to three or something, and you saw it, and um, you, know, you, you said, hey, this is kind of a neat thing. Can you, you know, would you write a little bit about it or whatever? And, and you posted on Fidget. Um, and that was awesome, by the way, because you know, we got some attention for that. And um, you know, again, same thing this year. But I, I remember at some point we were trying to find – um, people to drive the car because we were trying to get this little ah, right. sort of thing going. And, and I remember sending you an email and, and, and kind of saying like, hey, you know, you, you really helped us out last year. Would you want to come out and drive? And, and you never responded. And I always thought, man, Tom must think I'm some kind of weirdo thinking, you know, you know offering to let him drive this race car. But <laughs> well, actually, Eric, I kind of I, at first I was like, oh, that's cute. He's kidding. Because I like in the lemons races, like a, an average Joe like like me can actually drive like a like I, I have my license, I know how to drive a car, but they right. would let an average guy like drive one a, a lap or two in that race. Well, I mean, you know, none of the guys on our team, you know, we've got six drivers, and and none of them are what I would consider professional race drivers. You know, they've done autocross events and and other little you know kind of Sunday races and such. But I mean, you're only going. I, I mean, and I know it sounds fast, but I think we got up to 110 miles an hour, maybe. Um, and that's, you know, on a real good straightaway, you know, most of the time average is probably 55, 60 miles an hour, which is, you know, driving speed. And I, the other thing is too, um, there's really, see, I'm more of a, I, I do more of the business end of the race team stuff, but so I don't actually get in the car, so I can't tell you firsthand, but, um, there seems to be a, a you know, there's a certain fear built in when you're racing, you know, you'll, you'll just see, you know, guys, giving you that wide margin, you know, that they're not, I don't know, it's not like watching a movie or something, you know, it's, it's a lot different out there. But, you know, we could have given you some practice, we could have got you in there, it would have been fun. And, well, and you could still come out for next year if you want, so there you go. <laughs> also, alternatively, you guys could come to Los Angeles. <laughs> you know, that's actually um, a possibility, because they've got races all over the place this year, and we haven't decided what we're going to do yet. Um, I know... Uh, the behemoth, they, we, you know, they were involved with us this year, and they're out of San Diego, so we were thinking of maybe doing something out their way so they could get to go to it. Ah. So I'll keep you posted. <laughs> I fully support that. Now, now for people who might not know, this is a race for cars worth $500 or under. Uh, it's not like a super professional thing, and it has weird little gimmicky things where the audience every now and then votes to trash one of the cars, uh, and the cars tend to be themed, and your car, your, your group's car, was themed after Castle Crashers. So let me ask you, are you personally a Castle Crashers fan, or is that just something that was someone else on the team? Um, that was, well, last year the car, it was just sort of a mishmash of different themes, and we had the Castle Crasher on the hood. The, the Castle Crasher on the hood was painted down there by my friend Chris. Um, he was... I was aware of Castle Crashers, and, and now that it's been out, you know, I, I love it. It's one of my favorite games. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I know you hate that word. Um. You know, by the way, Eric, I do hate the word only, like, in, in like, 
formal writing in an informal discussion and even on the forum, that word is fair game. Okay. <laughs> so feel free to whip it out with impunity today. Uh, all right. Awesome. Uh, so um, where was I? So you you were saying you now like Castle Crashers, ah. uh, but it was mainly the one of the artists who did the thing on the hood. Uh, right. But, and this year you guys had much more prominent Castle Crashers placement, I would say. Yeah, we after last year, um, you know, we got publicity. Like I said, you put us on Fidget. Um, we actually ended up the the New York Times did an article about the race, not specifically about us, but the picture that they used was our car and another car. And awesome. I guess, yeah, so that was pretty huge. And and you know, the story that I've been told, I don't know how true this is, um, is that they had a copy of the article over there. Um, I contacted them one time. And they said, hey, wait a minute, aren't you the guy that, that was involved with this race thing? And, and we have this picture of this car. Didn't you guys build this? And I said, yeah, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I was kind of flattered that they recognized. Um, but they wanted to do something with us this year, um, you know, kind of a little more directly. Um, you know, they, they had a little contest on their site where fans designed, um, you know, fans designed all kinds of different stuff and sent in submissions for the car. Um the guy we actually ended up getting to do it, um, I believe you pronounce his name, it's Ajay Karat. Um, he is, he works in the games industry now, but he's done animation work for like uh, Death Clock Metalocalypse and some other Cartoon Network stuff. Mm-hmm. So we were really lucky to have him. He did the, the concept for our car, um, and then we built a giant car that looks like it's, we, we basically made a BMW look like it's made out of wood with the giant behemoth chicken logo riding on top of it. <laughs> and it wasn't just the logo, there was like a like a, a, a big chicken, like it was a, a structure, like it was a an actual chicken sitting up there, wasn't right, it? Right, right. Yeah, we actual, you know, actual uh, feathers and everything hanging off of it, so. <laughs> now, one of the things that I loved, Eric, was that footage you posted from inside the car. Now, I don't, I don't watch a lot of racing, so I imagine this is probably common for for people who are into racing, but holy cats, the the thrill and just how how uh, rattly it was in there, and uh, well, that looked amazing. Yeah, <laughs> the the rattling is it, it's sort of that bad in the real car, from what I've been told. But part of it is is that our camera mount was a little bit loose, and we didn't realize it until after the race, and uh, you know we saw the footage and how it was bouncing around, but. You know, that car has been, we've taken off every single ounce of weight that we can from that car. So every bit of padding and soundproofing and, you know, it's just metal and tires and a steering wheel going down the road. <laughs> so it, it's it's pretty crazy. Well, as anyone who plays video games knows, a little camera shake goes a long way. So <laughs> it turned out well. Uh, now, so I'm, I'm a little, so you actually have never gotten to ride in the car. Well, I mean, you know, I've, I've doing donuts in the parking lot but right but during an actual lap or, or something uh well yeah it's just i'm six foot four and it's really hard to get me ah. in the car <laughs> so i've got we've got all the medium height sort of people doing the driving um yeah now uh so i want to ask you uh the game you want to talk about today is forza 3 so the first question i have for you is why do you want to talk about forza 3 um, well, <laughs> I guess, uh, I, you know, I could have talked about a lot of different games, obviously, uh-huh. but, um... Oh, you know what? Real quick, Eric, let me cut you off. Uh, it was your birthday this past weekend. I just want to say happy birthday. Oh, thanks, Tom. Uh, and you just turned, is it 19? 29. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, happy birthday. Now, uh, if, if I could, I would post on this, uh, podcast 
that weird picture of the anime maid shooting herself in the head. I don't know if you've seen this, but a lot of times I've heard three people have birthdays, and for some reason people post for them this weird picture of an anime maid shooting herself in the head. I don't know what it means, but... I haven't uh, seen this, but uh, I'm going to the forums right now to check it out. <laughs> it's like some sort of a, it's a meme that goes just right over my head. So, But anyway, so happy birthday, and now I cut you off. Tell me why you want to talk about uh, Forza 3. Well, you, you made that thread on the forums, and you said, you know, hey, I'd like some guests to come on and talk about some games. And um, I, I guess, I, well, I, I'm a little bit too intimidated to take on uh, something like, like uh, Deus Ex or, or, you know, <laughs> one of the more controversial sort of titles. So I thought, you know, hey, I'm really into Forza 3 at the moment. I'm having fun with that. It kind of dovetails nicely in, into the Lemon stuff. Um, so mm-hmm. I, that's the one I went with. So then tell me, are you a big racing game guy, or did you just really get into Forza 3 instead? No, no I, I suggest you already know the answer to that question, which you're asking me anyway. <laughs> well, that so that's basically you're you're not here just for, for my sake. You're here like for everyone. Like I do know, I know you I'm were teasing. you were not into racing games. Uh, so so one of the things I'm curious about is uh, <laughs> why Forza Three when well well just why Forza Three? Why was that the one you who's not wasn't really into racing games before? Why did you sort of make a beeline for that one? Well, um. Well, I have to be honest. I, you know, I, I didn't go out and buy the game. It wasn't, I, you know, I, um, you know, they sent me a copy of it. So um, I got a copy in the mail to, to review. I do, you know, reviews um, for the paper over here. Um, so that was why I got. It. I mean, to be honest with you, and I, if they hadn't sent it to me, I'd probably still be ignorant. Wouldn't have any idea how much fun <laughs> it is. Um, so I, yeah, I, I got to be honest there. You know, I didn't go to the store and, and compare it to all the other ones. But okay. I, I've enough. played, you know, Forza 2. Um, I've played, uh, you know, all, I, I'm trying to think, you know, Dirt, um, Colin McRae. Oh. Um, a lot of, you know, a lot of different... Wait, Eric, games. you can't you can't pretend that you're not into racing games then. That, that's a pretty... You have a pretty broad overview then of, of well, what other games do. Right, but I, I haven't really played those ex- super extensively. You know, I, I've never... I didn't own any of those. You know, it was always over at a friend's house ah, or okay. wherever. Um, I never really... There was always something about them where I never felt like it was really, and it, it didn't feel quite right. Um, okay. It always felt like I was playing a racing game. It didn't feel like I was driving a car. Um, Forza feels very much. It, it's really good at making you forget that you're holding a controller. Um, you know, I, I'm sitting in my chair and leaning into curves, and and you know, my fingers and toes clench up when I'm slamming on the brakes and trying not to hit something. And it, it's really good at. at um, kind of immersing you in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, l- let me ask, do you find yourself using the rewind a lot? Because uh, y- when you talk about like being really invested in it and your fingers and toes clenching, I lose a little bit of that in Forza 3 because of how you can freely rewind as often as you want and whenever you want. Does that at all compromise the experience for you, or are you just grateful for that? Th- that's one of those things where you know, you kind of got to make your own little house rules up in your head about it. Um <laughs> I try not to, like, if I, you know, if if I'm being stupid and I fly way off the track and I end up in sixth place when I was in first, most of the time I'll just be like, you know, that was my own stupid mistake. I'm gonna suffer with the consequences. I get back out there and try to get back into first. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but if I, if I wrap my car around a tree at 160 and I can't, you know, I can't go more than 25 miles an hour <laughs> after that, I, I generally rewind. Um, I have friends that play though, and you know, they will just pinball off of every car and go flying down the street. And then just rewind it and do it again three times, you know? <laughs> right, right. So, I, 
Yeah, well, go ahead. To, well, I would, to, to the credit of Turn 10, the developers, that really does open the game to a wider audience. I mean, you know, it, if you lower the stakes like that, you know, guys like me will still play, but your friends who just want to, like, bang into pinball off other cars and then rewind if they pinball too much, you know, they can do that. Uh, so it, it's definitely there's something democratic about that. And it's, it's great because... You know, nothing sucks more than in doing a 20-minute long race and you mess yes, up on the, yes. the third to last turn and then you've got to do uh, the whole thing over again. You know what? You're right, Eric. It's easy for me to sit here and talk about how the stakes are lowered, but I can deny just that that just overwhelming feel feeling of frustration and discouragement I get in other racing games when something like that happens. Yeah, yeah. It, it also helps that you don't have to come in any certain place to, to, to just complete the race and move on. You know, it's... Right. You can come in last, you, you don't make as much money, you don't get as much experience, but, you know, you, you're still moving on. You've still got more money, you've still got more experience. You're, you're going to, you know, even if you keep coming in eighth, eventually you're going to get better because you're going to have money to upgrade your car. You're going to get experience to get maybe a new car, whatever. To me, that's a feature that every single racing game needs to have. Like, I, I think any racing game that forces me to come in for a second or third place to advance the game or to, to, to have made, to have rewarded me for my time has instantly failed. I mean, I love Sony has a series of uh, racing games for the PlayStation 3 called MotorStorm, and I love so many things about them, but they do that. Like, if you don't come in first, second, or third place, you get nothing to show for your time. So yeah. I really appreciate in Forza that they do that. And, and like I said, if, if a racing game doesn't do that, it's pretty much uh, dead to me. Now, let, let's talk a bit about the campaign mode. Uh, how do you feel about that they have uh, that system where... Uh, you choose a series of races based on whether you want a new track, uh, basically things the same, or to drive a new car. Had, and then you're locked into a set of, like, you know, three to five races. How do you feel about that system? Do you like that? Well, I like that I like that there's always something new to see, but I kind of hate the way it locks you into races. You know, for instance, some of the some of the series are, you know, five, six, seven races long, and some of those races are 25, 30-mile races. Um, you know, I might play through one or two of those, turn off the Xbox, come back the next day, and suddenly I want to go race my, my D-class car instead yeah. of my A-class car, but yeah. now I'm screwed because I'm stuck in these A-class races. You know, it constantly feels like I, I kind of wanted to, to take my time in moving up through the different classes. I never really felt like I had time to appreciate the D-class before it was nudging me into the C-class and then, you know, so on. Right. Um, so that part of it I don't like so much, but but I, I'm still I'm playing through it. I'm having fun with it. I mean I like that you gain experience and you're kind of moving your way up. You know it, it really feels like you went out, you bought a piece of junk used car, you started souping it up, and you worked your way up to like driving these supercars. So that's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, the advancement. Uh, that and that's sort of that car PG system, which uh, is great. <laughs> now I, now I don't want to pull a I don't want to be like the Kanye West of of driving games, but it, whenever I talk about Forza Three, I can't help but but want to sort of jump in and point out how Need for Speed Shift does it better. Uh, and then, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, you haven't seen Shift yet. Is that correct? Yeah, I haven't. I, okay. I, I've uh, read a little bit about it. I've seen a couple of videos. I, I know that yeah, there's a lot of head shake going on. Well, and what it also does, which which made it hard for which made it harder for me to enjoy the campaign system in Forza 3. In Forza 3 you always get credits. You get a pile of credits and you you amass a huge big pile of it and you tend to like invest it in a in a really nice car and then you have to earn more credits. But it's always these just credits credits credits. Uh one of the things that I really appreciated in Need for Speed Shift is there's so many different kinds of ways to advance and resources to collect and challenges to make. 
to where Need for Speed Shift felt for me like I was collecting little pieces of treasure, whereas Forza 3 always felt like I was just piling up the sand that didn't mean much to me, that just grew into a big pile, and then I sort of pushed away. Like, do you find yourself, like, are the is the credit system a sufficient incentive for you? I, really, a lot of the time, I'm just playing the races. You know, at, at first, it, the money means a lot, you know, because you're always scraping money together for that next part to get your car up a little bit better. But I'm to the point now where I've got, you know, five, six, eight cars that I've tuned out to however I want them. Um, a lot of the times now, I don't even pay attention to the money. Like, oh, hey, I just won yeah. 30 grand. Awesome. Um, you know, I, I don't even care about it until, you know, three weeks later when a friend and I are sitting around and decide to build a new car. And, you know, we drop 150000 on on turboing out like a Volkswagen Rabbit or something, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I guess I kind of wish there was a little more prodney along other than just the credits, mm-hmm. but I don't know what that would be. Right. Uh, so you do – it does sound like you are tuning cars then. Like are you, do, are you someone who goes in and manually messes with some of the settings or do you just hit that – uh, instant optimization button. Oh no, no, no! I I hate that the instant optimization because I I really think like I see people post on the forums and stuff. You know, they say, "Hey, I just bought you know this you know X car. Um, what what's the best tuning setup?" And I I just smack my forehead because how can there be a best tuning setup? It's going to be different for every person, you know. And and the the thing is that automatic the the what is it? Quick upgrade is what they call it. Um, the quick upgrade system, it'll just throw parts on there, and while you can look at the lists, everybody that I've seen that uses it just skips right through. Now, for instance, I, I really do have a, a Frankenstein Volkswagen, a 1984 Volkswagen Rabbit. It does 0 to 60 in 2.3 seconds. <laughs> you're talking about it in real life. You're not talking about your Forza car. No, no, no. I'm talking about in Forza. Oh, oh. <laughs> in real life, I, I have a, a crappy Ford Taurus that I drive around. Um <laughs> <laughs> it just had this great image of you and your tricked out Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I wish that would be great. But <laughs> okay, um, so in Forza you have this awesome car. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> right. So what, what, what was the point I was getting at? Now, you, you so just, about so many people just press the button and skip right. past it, and they don't care about the customization. But you have so, tuned this one. What did you say it was? A Volkswagen? What? It's it's a Volkswagen. It's an '84 Volkswagen Rabbit. And it does so, zero to sixty in what? Two point three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And now it does that because you tinkered with the settings, right? Well, see, that, that, what I was going to say was is that it, it's it's an A class car. Its performance index rating is six hundred, so I'm at the very top limit of the A class with that. Now, I can take that car for six hundred performance index points and throw an amazing suspension and some crazy tires and all this other stuff and barely touch the engine and be at 600 performance index. Or I could completely ignore all that stuff and just put, you know, 12 turbos on the motor and, and put a (laughs) rocket engine in there and whatever else. And then it's going to be 600 performance points, but those two cars are going to be completely different from each other. And so, you know, when someone says, what's the best tuning setup, you really got to consider, you know, what parts are on here. You know, when you're driving, you need to be aware hey, do I have the good brakes on here or do I have the crappy brakes on here? You know, do I have to stop more or do I need to, you know, I can't get to these corners as well because my suspension's terrible on this car or whatever it is. Um, so, but, yeah, I, I do a lot of the tuning. I mean, especially on that, that rabbit, that thing understeers like crazy. So I had to do lots and lots of tuning to get it to even go around corners. Now, did you know before uh, Forza, because it sounded sound like you dabbled in other racing games but never gotten super invested in them, did you know before Forza 3 
what all the different settings were? Like, are you a car guy in real life? Well, no, I'm. See, I'm, I'm enough of a car guy that you know I can change my oil, I can and do you know stuff like that. But I'm not much of a mechanic or anything. Um, Did you know? Here's here's the litmus test, Eric. Did you know what camber and toe were? Uh, I know what camber was. I knew what camber was, but I did not know what toe was before this. And you do now? Uh, yes. Okay. Because not only not only have I actually sat down and um, you know tweaked out cars with friends, you know, with mechanically oriented sort of friends sitting there with me, um, but the game itself actually does a really good job. Like every single little tuning option, yeah. if you go over it, it's got that little description in the corner that tells you exactly what it does, and that's really cool. And that again is another thing that I really should give them credit for is that with that auto upgrade button you don't have to know any of that stuff and you just ignore it and and you can still enjoy the game just fine but it really right. does let guys like you you know it lets you get in there as, and get it as invested as you want in your car but one of my problems with what they do with that auto upgrade button is that it doesn't really encourage a sense of investment you have to already bring that to the game uh it's it's not really going to sort of inculcate that in you uh and I kind of wish it would. I wish there was something that would encourage people to get in there and, and tinker around with some did, of that. Did you just make up a word? Uh, inculcate, I think, is a real word. It's one of those that I would normally not use colloquially because it makes me sound all highfalutin. But I'm afraid you caught me. You busted me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's talk a little bit about transmission. Do you use manual transmission or automatic transmission? I use the, the manual without the clutch because I – yeah – I'll, I'll just answer your question simply there. <laughs> and uh, uh, does that does that help you? Like, would you encourage people who want to sort of optimize their driving in Forza 3 to use manual transmission? Does that does that eke out any extra time for you on your laps? Yeah, it, de it definitely does. Um, the automatic transmission, it feels like there's an old lady shifting your car <laughs> for you. It's, just, it's so slow and it's so conservative and it's just really awful. And, and the other thing is, too, is that there's there's certain situations in which um, you might want to, you know, pop yes. up into the next gear, pop down into a lower gear, Absolutely. Um, where you can't do that with the automatic. So it definitely does. It, it's very helpful. Uh, how do you feel about the, uh, I forget what the name of it is. I call it the gravity line, but it's that colored line that shows you whether or not you should be accelerating, coasting, or braking. How, how do you feel about that? I love that thing because I would just spend this entire game, like, peeling my car off the wall if it weren't for that line. <laughs> I only use the braking line because I don't. I don't know. I don't know enough about race driving to know if that. I would assume that that racing line that it gives you is probably you know the most mathematically perfect racing line to get through that course. But it just doesn't feel natural to drive where it wants me to drive. So I just put it on you know the braking only, so I know when it's time to slow down. I get an idea for it. I'm kind of. I don't know. I, I feel almost that I'm kind of dependent on that thing, though. Like, I couldn't play the game without it to a degree, and I kind of don't like that. I, I don't know. And you'll find, too, Eric, that when you go to games without that line, uh, like like how it, they're like training wheels, and I don't mean that to sort of denigrate them because uh, it's, a, it's a great feature, but it, it's really tough to then go play a game without that line, especially on – because normally what you have to do in a racing game is sort of learn the track by driving it over and over and failing many times. And then when you change to a different car, you have to relearn it. Uh, but that racing line, it's just it, it's a brilliant thing, but it ultimately feels like training wheels uh, when you try to take it off. You know, like, ah! Uh, it, it just it, it, it nags at me that it's on because I'm, I'm the kind of guy who, you know, for instance, IL-2 Sturmovic, I will get in that 
I, first time I ever played that game, all the realism options on. <laughs> I, I do not want to learn it in the easy mode and get settled into that way and then have to relearn it again on realistic. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I'm also very much a believer in a simulation should be a simulation. You know, I, I try to make it as real as possible. You know, I'm trying to simulate being in a plane or in a car. So why would I want to put it on easy and kind of defeat that? I, I don't know. So therefore, you must turn off all the assists in Forza, right? I turn off uh, definitely auto brake and all the crazy, you know, very sort of cheat almost kind of ones. Um, things like analog brakes, you know, like a real race car, you could put analog brakes on. Um, some cars I'll use that with, some not. Um, but pretty much traction control is always off. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I was going to mention, speaking of the difficulty options, mm-hmm. and, and I saw this mentioned on the forums, is that medium is too easy and hard is too hard. And I really believe that. It's true. Have, have you experienced that at all? Or? Now, is that are those settings just a matter of how well the AI cars do? It seems to be a combination of their car's performance as well as sort of the, the size of their brain. You know, they, they not uh, only are their cars slower, but they're dumber on the slower on, on the lower settings. Like they'll like I've I've every now and then in Forza, and I, I really love this. Come across cars just going off the track and spinning out. Or I remember doing one long race on one of those Aegean Coast uh, tracks, and I was way behind. And at one point, I came across a car that was upside down with its wheels <laughs> spinning, like it was still trying wow. to drive. And I was like, that's awesome that the AI can be that stupid. <laughs> I loved that because I am prone to doing that sort of thing. But uh, So you feel that, that that there needs to be some – do you drive on hard or medium? I, I started originally on medium, and I, that's what I still drive on now. But I, I tried hard for a while, and it just – it was, I don't know, it felt almost like they were cheating. You know, every time I was in the lead, they'd suddenly pop the trunk and have an afterburner in there, and they could just <laughs> go right past me. I don't know. It felt too too cheesy to leave it on hard. So. Right. One of the things that I've found that I'm able to do is I just play on hard and liberally use the rewind. So whenever I screw up or if I ever make a mistake or don't optimize some turn, I just rewind and then I can win a hard race every time. So I'm wondering if maybe that's what they're thinking hard is for, is for people who are just so good or who are so unabashed about kind of, you know, using that rewind. Right. That, that could be very well true. You know, it just because I could see, you know, you probably wouldn't have a, a problem winning if you nailed every single corner perfect and, you know, everything like right. that. So, but yeah, could be. Now, you've used the livery to at least make your your one, uh, I guess it's a, a replica of the BMW. Have, have you used the livery stuff a lot, the, the car customization stuff? Not really. I, I, you know, I just, when I saw that you could, you know, I knew that Forza 2 had a pretty, uh, you know, basically it's got Photoshop in there. Um, right. And I saw this one had it, and I thought, you know, my first thought was, okay, wait a minute. We made a chicken car. I have art <laughs> tools and a BMW in this game. Why wouldn't I do it in the game? So, <laughs> so now, yeah, I did that. But other than just some basic paint jobs or maybe throwing a stupid design on something, nothing, nothing, ex- you know, nothing uh, fancy. How is your uh, Volkswagen tricked out? How does it look visually? <laughs> I've just got some ridiculous-looking rims on there, and uh, it's just it's it's stock manufacturer red with with a big fin on the top of it. Um, I haven't really, I, you know, I, I don't know. My whole thing with that car has just been kind of. Because I use it in all the high-end races, I've tried to keep it as stock and simple-looking as possible because it looks extra ridiculous when this <laughs> stock-looking 84 Volkswagen is burning out and completely smoking like a bunch of Lamborghinis or something. So, 
So uh, I have two more quick questions for you. Uh, have you played a lot of online, or are you more of a single-player type guy? Um, I've played online with friends, but I haven't... The, uh, this was one of the things I was going to mention. The matchmaking is completely awful in this game. Why? Oh, is it really? I, cause I, so I've only played it for the review, and I did a little bit of stuff online when it first came out. I haven't touched it much since then, and certainly not online. But, but you, you really are kind of bummed about the matchmaking, huh? It's... I, I don't... See, I'm a guy who I started out on the PC ages ago. I've, you know, the vast majority of my multiplayer gaming has always been on the PC. Um, I'm just sort of now kind of coming around to, okay, I can do multiplayer with this console thing. Um, so, you know, I, I, it just nags me so bad. It, it drives me crazy that the matchmaking is so bad. It, it's got, for, so you go in and you say, okay, I want to find a race. Um, it gives you a couple different choices, like circuit races or road races or, or you know, the, the drifting races, that kind of stuff. And then inside of there, it'll give you a choice of which car class you want to race. So let's say I want to do a road race. So I pick road race, and then it says, okay, do you want to do S class, A class, whatever. But most of the classes are missing. It's usually A class and above is all you can pick. So first of all, why wouldn't I want to race my B or below class cars online? Mm-hmm. Number two... It seems to be that every single race I ever get into, it's all people want to race are these R, the R class cars, yeah, and it, yeah. and it's just it, that's a whole different game. I'm much, you know, I have a lot more fun with the, the kind of D through A class cars, um, so I, I can't pick what class I want. Um, so real quick, Eric, you can't see me right now, but I'm holding up my hand like to give you a high five. <laughs> so I'm totally with you there. So the other thing is, is that you kind of you run into that symptom where you go to join a game, it joins a game, it's not the map that you want, so you back out, you go to find another one, and it just keeps joining that same game over and over again. So if I want to race a specific class or a specific track or under a specific set of rules, I can't do that. I just have to hit the button and hope that I land on something close, you know? Right. The only way – now, there there are, when you host a private race, a lot of really cool I, – I, honestly, I haven't seen – a console game that gives you so many customization options before, uh, you know, it, it's crazy. It's it, it's like playing with a Counter-Strike server or something. You've got 50 million little variables that you can change. You know, I'm surprised that you can't adjust the gravity in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, you can kind of even make up your own game modes to a degree because you can set all these different variables for victory, like lap time or race time or, you know, this person finishes or that person doesn't or, you know, all these different things. Um so the if you've got friends to play with, it's really cool. If you're just trying to get into a pub match, it's really awful. <laughs> and I think in a way that encapsulates like pretty much all online gaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would agree. Uh, so I'm not necessarily sure that's unique to Forza 3, but it's a shame that uh, that it, it turns out that way. Uh, now, finally, uh, and I ask you this because I used to not really be into what I'm about to ask you about, but I, I'm working on an article, and I'm now totally sold. Have you ever used a wheel while playing Forza 3? Yeah, uh, I, I absolutely have. And do um, you routinely use a wheel, or you just tried it once and you're back to the gamepad, the controller? At, at home, I don't have, uh, you know, I I've, don't have tons and tons of space to put, you know, the whole setup for the wheel. Um, so I've just got a controller here. But a friend of mine, um, my friend Dave, he's, he's kind of a mad scientist in his own right, um, he took the, just the standard, the 360 force feedback wheel, and uh, he built a whole – he took a real racing seat out of a car, um, built a whole cockpit around it. Wow. And so he has this whole cockpit set up. Um, so that's a lot of fun to play with. Yeah, I've played with that. It's even got a little beer holder on it. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, 
Don't don't drink and drive though. Um, <laughs> Actually, you can drink and drive in Forza, and I would encourage trying it. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> uh, so doesn't that make you? I mean, did so? Here's my thing about the wheels: is it, there's a learning curve. Like you get so used to using totally. your thumb. But then once you get on a wheel, it's like, ah, I can't. It, it's a whole shift to your brain. And until you make that, that mental shift to using the wheel, you're going to be tempted to go back to the game controller. So right. I, I'm assuming you haven't quite gotten, like, did you ever really get into where you felt like you were in tune with playing it through a wheel? No, I was going to say, I, I'm every time I play with the wheel, I'm, I'm way worse than I am with the controller. Yeah, yeah. Because it, not only is it different muscle memory, you know, using your hands in a different exactly. way to move the car, but it's also you've got the force feedback fighting you, you know? Yes. The car's trying to fishtail, and the wheel's moving itself all over, over the place. Um, which, on the, on the subject of the force feedback, it, it feels way better in this game than any other racing game. It really does. It feels very natural. It feels much, it feels much like you're driving a real car. Um in terms of the controller, you mean? Even the feedback you get with the controller? Or are you talking about on Dave's wheel? Uh, well, no, no, no. I'm talking about, yeah, the, the, the feedback that you get on the wheel. Um, okay. But even even with just the controller, like, you know, there's there's one of the, the maps you're going through this little twisty, turny sort of Italian town. Oh, those cobblestones. <laughs> yeah, you hit those cobblestones. And it was funny because the first time I did that race, it took me a couple of laps before I realized, wait a minute, my controller's vibrating when I go over those cobblestones. It was so <laughs> sort of... Like, I, my, I, I so expected the, you know, I, I expected my car to vibrate when I went over the cobblestones. My controller vibrated. It was such a natural thing. I didn't even yeah. think about it the first couple of times. And I assume what it's doing there is it's giving you, it's this awesome tactile feedback. It's a way of saying, hey, you know, you've got slightly different traction going on, maybe. Like, like I, I presume the cobblestones don't grab the way the same way as normal asphalt. So that, right. that's their way of saying, you know what, your, your handling dynamics are going to be a little different, and we're vibrating the controller now to tell you. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess sort of attached to that, um, one of the things I noticed as far as, you know, you're talking about traction, um, they did a really good job with the sound. Like you can hear when oh, you're yeah. going around a corner, you can hear like the way your tires are squealing. You can kind of tell, okay, I'm going to lose traction or, or I'm, you know, I got to ease off a little bit. Yeah. Um, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now, Eric, uh, you are a guinea pig. We are now uh, going to do, uh, this will be a regular feature for everyone who comes on to the podcast. I didn't warn you about it. So you are the guinea pig for the random question of the week. Oh, God. So uh, you must answer this question. You and everyone else will be eligible. There will be a thread in the Everything Else uh, uh, sub-forum. You will be the first name to go into the hopper. Everybody else who jumps into the thread and answers the question, you can't just like comment on it, you have to answer it yourself, will be eligible for a free copy of Left 4 Dead 2, uh, sponsored by uh, Valve. Actually, Chet just offered to send it to me for a quarter to three, so <laughs> this week's prize is a copy of Left 4 Dead 2, uh, if you answer this question. And Eric, you're going to be the first one to answer it. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. The random question of the week is, what is the Loch Ness Monster? What's going on there? What is that thing? What well, you know? People have seen it. They've talked about it. What's for Eric Mike? It. What is the Loch Ness monster? What what kind of terrible question is that? <laughs> I know it's random, isn't it? You it's didn't like, expect that, did you? A, I don't know what you're expecting, but yeah. It's like asking me what is blue, you know? <laughs> there you go. You know what? If you if you don't ha if you decline, that's okay. But you will not be eligible to win Left for Dead too. 
Well, I'm trying to think because I know living up here in Ohio, we have Lake Erie, and we have the Lake Erie monster, which is very similar to the the Loch Ness monster. What? You guys get your own monster? I've never heard it. If I've never heard of it, how legitimate can it be? There's a Lake Erie monster? I think there's a rule somewhere that any body of water larger than a certain size Ah. automatically gets its own monster. Uh, and what, tell me about the distinguishing characteristics of this Lake Erie monster. Is it just like a, uh, its own kind of Nessie? Well, see, I, I actually know a bridge where you can go and stand, and, and you can actually see it off in the distance, because there's actually someone that made one, and it, it, they put it under the boat, <laughs> so it floats around out in the lake. But, well, there you go. <laughs> but, so judging from that thing, it looks a lot like the Loch Ness Monster, you know, kind of a couple of humps sticking out of the water, and a dragon-like head. Um... <laughs> So I, I'm thinking the Loch Ness monster, though that might just be some you know Scottish guy, a little bit too much drambuie and some haggis, and uh, had a hallucination one day. I, I don't know. All right, that, that's a fair enough answer. I uh, I I will accept that. Uh, so if you guys listening have an answer, post to it, and you might win a copy of uh, Left for Dead too. I have another question that we never answered. Sure, absolutely, yes. Forza or Forza? We never talked about that. And I, yeah, it's it's a word that I have written a lot, but rarely had to say out loud. Uh, I, what does it even mean? Is it Italian for? Is there some racing league or something? Um, to be honest with you, I don't know. I know it's an Italian word. Um, I, I could hit up Wikipedia and find out, but <laughs> that, that would be cheating. I did notice, however, that when we before we recorded, you used Forza and I used Forza. So in the course of our recording, I seem to have won you over to my pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just being lazy, I think. That's all. Because <laughs> there is. got to do that extra bit of work to get the in there if you do Forza. <laughs> I just, you know, it's like Forza. Like you got to say it like a, like a really spirited Italian guy who's really into the races, you know. Or you sound like Mario, you know. <laughs> it's a Forza. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, as a guy who doesn't use the J in his last name, I can fully understand why, you know, you should be on board with dropping these extra sounds. So <laughs> Get down with unnecessary letters. I'm, I'm all for it. There you go. Well, Eric, thank you so much for talking to me today. I, I really appreciated getting to meet you. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thanks, Tom. And good luck with the contest. We'll see you online. Next week we have, and again, I have no idea how to pronounce his name, Naweed A. Naveed A. I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, and he's looking forward to talking about Modern Warfare 2. So come on back next week, and we will see you then. Starting line. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes, the flags go up. Churning and burning, they yearn for the cup. They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank. Few burning fast on an empty tank. Reckless and wild, they pour through the turns. Their prowess is potent and secretly stern. As they speed through the finish, the flags go down. The fans get up and they get out of town. The arena is empty, except for one man still driving and striving as fast as he can. The sun has gone down and the moon has come up. And long ago somebody left with the cup. But he's driving and striving and hugging the turns and thinking of someone for whom he still burns. He's going the distance. Okay, you have made it to the secret end part of the podcast. So here's the deal. In order to be eligible to win a copy of Left 4 Dead 2, when you post in the thread about what is the Loch Ness Monster, uh, you must use in your post the word cryptozoologist or cryptozoology or cryptozoological graphical. 
uh, or some variation thereof. Uh, assuming that word appears in your post and it can't be quoted from someone else's post, uh, you will be eligible in the random drawing to win. So congratulations for making it to the end of the podcast. Uh, in the future, I'll make sure to sandwich the secret word in the actual podcast. Uh, and good luck, and I hope you win.